Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Ashley Jacobs from Southern Charm confirmed that she will not be coming back to the show for season six. Nene Leak's husband, Greg, opened up on the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta that he's battling with colon cancer. The Woosley fires have been sweeping through Southern California, doing damage to Malibu mansions owned by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Camille Grammer and Eileen Davidson. I will be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host, Kyle. Kyle has been a regular on my last podcast and comes back today to talk all things Bravo. Welcome! Hi! So to get to know Kyle a little more, I'm going to ask you three questions so we can kind of gauge your uh, Bravo fandom. What is your favorite show? Uh, definitely Real Housewives of New York. Least favorite show? Uh, definitely Sell It Like Sir Hans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I would agree with that. <laughs> and Housewife or castmate that you think should come back to a series? Um, absolutely would be Alex McCord to Real Housewives of New York. Get her back from, like, where is she, Sydney now? <laughs> yes, she lives in Australia currently. Um, she seems to be living a very blessed life, but I would love to pull her out of that and put her back into it. So I guess let's just jump right into it. So Ashley Jacobs from Southern Charm announced that she will not be returning to the Bravo reality series after her on-and-off boyfriend, Thomas Ravenel, was fired off the show. Obviously, everybody knows. I've been reporting about it for basically the moment it started. <laughs> Thomas Ravenel um, is arrested for like alleged assault to his former nanny. After, after all of this came out, Ashley, his girlfriend, still stayed with him, obviously. But now she is saying in a very lengthy Instagram caption that after prayerful consideration, <laughs> I have decided to not return. I've been blessed with an amazing family, career, and friends, and I don't want to put those things in jeopardy for a reality show. Honestly, I considered filming again because I was desperately wanting to tell my side of the story. But after experiencing how unfair the editing process can be, I don't think I'll ever have a fair shot. I appreciate all of you following me throughout this journey. <laughs> it's The editing process line really sticks out to me because it's one of those things where it's like, how could you get into this industry and not think the editing process is going to... A, be unfair, but also that you basically have no say in it. I mean, I want to say probably the only woman that has say in the editing process of any reality TV show is probably just Kris Jenner. Yeah. Anyone beyond that probably has no say. Maybe Bethany Frankel, but that's just because of her stardom in that show. Yeah. But to say that is like a cop-out. I mean, I think, you know, you can only blame editing so much. Like, you said the things. <laughs> you did the things, and... People react to what you're doing, you know? 
if you're acting like an asshole, you're going to be portrayed as an asshole, you exactly. know? So They didn't doctor this. They took what they had and they cut it to make it a show. Yeah. In order to do that, you have to give them the material that they cut into the final product. <laughs> exactly. So Pat Alchel, who's like the matriarch of Southern Charm, tweeted in jest uh, about Ashley's post saying, after prayerful consideration, I've decided to decline the Nobel Peace Prize and the swimsuit cover <laughs> of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. <laughs> Oh, God. Which is amazing. I love that Pat is basically like, yeah, get the fuck off the show. What do you think you're needed? Get out of here. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Ashley because, you know, she has to deal with Thomas, and she probably thought, like, her life was going to be a little bit different, and now it's kind it's, of it's what... Not. It's not. Like, she, like, moved to South Carolina probably with the assumption, oh, you know, I'll be on, like, this great show. Things this guy was a senator. Yeah, things will work out. They always do. Yeah. People like me, they always do. Yeah, like, quite the opposite. So, in a couple Instagram comments, people wrote to her, we would love to see you... We would love... We would all love to see some email proof that there was a contract extended to you. Ashley comments in response, They wanted me to film with Eliza Limehouse and one other cast member. They asked us to film while getting our nails done. Catherine and Eliza do not get along, so it felt like a setup. So that's definitely an interesting like piece of tea. Like I love hearing about like what producers are trying to do and make people do behind the scenes. Uh, so Eliza Limehouse was on the show, I think for one season, she was like definitely like a friend of, but she was like 22 years old, and they were like, Eliza and Thomas Ravenel are going to hang out, and he was like 51, and she's like 22, and they're like playing polo together. I'm like, <laughs> is this not like a, like putting up red flags for anyone else? Anybody like, at all. Anyone else think this is weird? And now like to know that Thomas is like, you know, allegedly an abusive man, which again, not truly surprising, like, I think their relationship is even weirder. And the fact that now Bravo producers are like, you know what? Let's get her back in. <laughs> you know what went too great? Come back. Come here. Yeah. Come here. You want to back back in? Yeah. Come on in. You hang out with Ashley. You hang yeah. out with Ashley. You fix everything. You'll right. be fine. You girls just play nice. <laughs> and then, obviously, Ashley Jacobs couldn't help herself and had to start digging <laughs> into Catherine's sobriety. So she was responding to someone saying, my intent is not to hurt her. I have no animosity towards her, but I think it's wrong to pretend you are sober and use it as a platform if it's not true. There are people that are truly trying to turn their lives around and it's not something you lie about. So obviously she's saying she's lying about being sober, which Catherine's been sober since I think after her rehab stint in season four. And this past season, she seemed pretty with it. And you definitely could tell she wasn't getting fucked up. Ashley proceeds to just dig herself deeper in a hole, saying, considering she was seen at... at Vintage CHS? Vintage CHX and several other bars on Saturday Night Drinking, I think it's pretty clear. And I love how she tags the location. Oh, yeah. The actual thing, you know, ats it and is like, back me up. You know, like, possibly reply. Be like, yes, we endorse this. Like, she was here at this time. Absolutely. Picture of her receipt, like Kendall Jenner at Baby's All Right, when they were like, she didn't tip. <laughs> what a disaster. Oh, God. It, you know, obviously it's not surprising now she's just trying to go after Catherine. But you know what, girl? You are old news, and <laughs> we all saw the true person that you really are. To bring up a person's sobriety, too, is like such a. It feels like such a last ditch thing where it's just like, uh, uh, no, no, we shouldn't be talking about me. Let's talk about this person and this very traumatizing thing that they've dealt with. Right. I'm going to say that they, A, didn't deal with it. They're still not dealing with it. And I'm going to tag this location because here they come to back me up and be like, yes, 
She was drinking. Also, I don't know. I, I think, like, Catherine's whole issue, like, she was going through so much at such a young age. Like, maybe she's able to have a drink now. And she knows maybe I shouldn't have... 10,000. Yeah, 10,000 drinks. At one bar. And drugs and all of this stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like she was so young when all of this happened. I don't know. I think Ashley is just throwing stones at a glass house because it's easy for her. And weirdest part to me is that I know the comments got turned off, right? Yeah. They got turned off, but, like, she kept them open because she very much thought she was, like, winning or, like, going into oh, this yeah. more where it was, like, I'm going to post this. People are going to comment on it, and I'm going to correct them in the comments. She tried correcting them. She goes after multiple people. She goes after many things. And then she finally is just like, oh, I don't seem to be winning. It's time to turn it off. That right there is the biggest, like, fuck. I really messed up. <laughs> well, I feel like that was her whole arc on the show. She kind of thought she was coming in to be, like, Thomas, like, the person who's going to stand up for the abusive alcoholic mother. And it's like, nah, girl, like, your man, like, draw, like drove her to act like this. Like, if she didn't have all these triggers in her life, an older man giving her drugs and money and attention and, like, quote-unquote, like, lifestyle, <laughs> and then knocks her up and then gaslights her and hides her in a basement out of a plantation, like, what do you expect her not to, like, do drugs and, like, be fucking crazy? Because yeah. everything is, like, everything she thought she was getting, like, she, she didn't sign up for this deal. <laughs> but, oh, Ashley. Bye, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of pregnancy news coming out of Atlanta. It seems like everybody's either getting pregnant, wanting to get pregnant, hiring a surrogate, or just <laughs> gave birth. It's overwhelming. But Kenya Moore's baby girl, Brooklyn, is happy and healthy, but Kenya Moore opened up that she went through hell and back during the pregnancy, saying, Baby Brooklyn came early, and the reality is it will take weeks for me to be able to walk without any excruciating pain of a C-section and to heal from the multiple cuts to my uterus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. I'm glad the baby's fine, but it does suck that she's obviously going through all of this. She said she lost a lot of blood and she was left really weak after the whole pregnancy. So I'm just glad she's safe. It's great. She's safe. Um, also just like to give birth in general is just like such an extreme thing. You know, no matter how healthy you take care of a baby, I mean, to relate this to another you know, prominent star that recently gave birth. Serena Williams kind of went through the same thing where it was like she had this traumatizing, like, giving birth experience where it's like doctors, like, sometimes just don't believe anybody or even, like, specifically women of color too where it's just like, I'm going to die. Like, you need to do this. And they're like, oh, like, you're not the professional here. But it's like, yeah, like, my body is telling me, like, I'm not going to make this. Yeah. And so it's great to see that she's better off now because I can only imagine how scary it is, especially for someone like Kenya. Yeah, she doesn't seem like she takes, um stress very well <laughs> i'm also glad the baby came right on season premiere night of the real Housewives of atlanta it seems like it was kind of kismet um i know and it's funny because it's like those kinds of things are always like grabbed by like fandoms as like planned like she yeah. induced it at that exact moment like she was like i need to be popping this out exactly at this premiere time as this you know like intro reel is starting to play during my announcement but it's just like <sighs> to then, like, say that it's calculated in that way and then have her go through, like, a traumatized experience of a C-section is very much like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, like, the whole Kim Kardashian getting robbed in Paris. You oh. know, like, there was, like, oh, it was all fake, it was all fake, it's all fake. It's like, no, but, yeah, now she struggles with, like, severe PTSD. Oh, yeah. And, like, 
she already had issues about security and like fear of her life before and now being like held gunpoint and having this like absolutely traumatizing experience i mean don't get me wrong i was one of the people saying she was faking it but hindsight is 2020 and now <laughs> i'm like okay that would have been a really really dark moment for her yeah, well, it's like, in celebrity culture in general, it's like, everyone thinks that, like, oh, Kenya Moore's first idea was to post the picture and the description of how her birth was traumatizing her and almost killed her. Like, yeah. the first thing she thought when she was dying was, like, this is gonna be fucking incredible for Instagram. Like, someone, like, right. type up my notes app, write effing now. Like, let's start drafting this, let's go through revisions. Yeah. And, like, in reality, it's, like, not even close to no. that at all. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> Portia Williams was hospitalized last week due to unknown reasons, but she's confirmed on her Instagram that she and her baby girl are okay and that she just has to rest for the week, so that's all good. And then Candy Burris has been talking about how her and husband Todd Tucker want to have another child via surrogate. Uh, if you saw, like, on the most recent episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, like the season premiere, like she's talking with her daughter and her daughter's like, you guys are not really good parents. You're never home. So maybe you shouldn't have another kid because I probably have to watch it. Like, so. And then her response is like, we've still got embryos. So you're going to deal with it. Yeah. We're, she's like, oh my God, funny you say that because it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's load the gun girls. Yeah. Right. So they have two, uh, girl embryos left and they are planning to use them. So that's exciting because I really like candy and she makes some really cute kids. I love her mm. little boy Ace. Like he's real cute. Yeah. Uh, well, mm. sadder news about Atlanta. Mimi leaks and her husband, Greg addressed the fact that he has colon cancer on last Sunday's premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Nene Leakes' husband Greg opened up about his battle with stage 3 colon cancer. He said it was Cinco de Mayo, which actually Nene on the episode said Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, and Greg was in excruciating pain. I've never seen him say I'm hurting so bad, the pain is so bad in my stomach. He said take me to the hospital, and upon arrival, they diagnosed him with colon cancer. It was really dark watching this. He, like, lost a ton of weight, and you can see, like, it physically showing on him. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, any form of cancer is absolutely horrible, traumatizing. Um, you, you never expect it. You can never be ready for it, especially, you know, either for it to happen to yourself or to your significant other. And um, for Nini and Greg to go through it, it's, like, horrible. I mean, she especially is such a prominent figure in the industry, in the Real Housewives franchise, like, expanding across all markets, like... And you just hate to see someone like her go through this, especially, obviously, her husband, too, who's actually going through it. But it's also just, like, such great people just have to deal with this on the spot and, like, out of nowhere. And then you don't know that it's bad until you finally feel it. Yeah. I know. I, I kind of felt like it was the first time we've seen Nini in a while, like, really kind of go back to being, like, a grounded human being. Like, during the episode, they have, were doing, like, a prayer circle with, like, family friends and their family. And you just kind of see Nini, like, being, like, more vulnerable and, like, sensitive and, like, not being, like, the shark that she normally is. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it just, like, humanized her a little bit and, like, you kind of feel for her and it's like, oh, you know, maybe she said they've been battling with his health for the past three years. So maybe that's why she's been, like, kind of especially annoying the past few seasons, at least in my opinion, because obviously she's been going through something that they didn't think was going to be this severe, but now stage three colon cancer, like that's pretty serious. Yeah. And it's great. You call her a shark because she very much is because it's like, she's a shark 
And then these past three seasons, like, she's been, you know, noticeably more, like, pissed off more. And noise. Yeah. like, there's nothing more dangerous than a shark than, like, a pissed off and angry shark that's, like, dealing with something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and to not even be able to express it, it's, like, she also has this outlet of where it's, like, someone says something abrupt, abruptly dumb to her. Like, yeah. pisses her off. And she's just, like, great, I can slam two things together right now and really fuck this girl up right now. And yeah. that's basically what she's been doing. And um, to humanize it after the fact is great because she can talk about it and that's like the best outlet that she has she can you know confirm it on like the show which is a really big thing for her and um it is great that he's a lot better now i know that she shared a post recently of him next to a computer screen with the word cancer uh scribbled out in red oh nice yeah we'll post that to the page cancer yeah. with an x so from what we know he's doing fine he is for the most part survived it um obviously these things always have like a fear of coming back yeah but um it's great to hear that he's been doing much better yay okay he's in my thoughts and prayers even though that's like the last thing you're supposed to say nowadays like thoughts and prayers but he is in my thoughts and prayers yeah. that's all i can really do it's all about the intent yeah exactly. and the person saying it <laughs> So Jenny Poulos from Flipping Out finally opened up to People Magazine about her feud with uh, ex-boss Jeff Lewis. So over the past 11 years, Jenny has been a fixture on the reality TV show. She was Jeff's assistant on the home design show Flipping Out. And it actually is interesting because the show, the producers initially met with Jenny and her husband to like film their like kooky life. And then, like, Jenny had, like, a crazy boss. And then they, like, were going to film the pilot. And then the producers ended up seeing Jeff. And they were like, Jenny, your husband sucks. This, this guy. This star. <laughs> yeah, like, we found our real star. So that's kind of how, like, the show came to fruition. But this past May, she actually was fired from Jeff's company over an explosive lunch that will be airing on an upcoming episode of Flipping Out. So she was kind of saying that she didn't decide that this was happening. He decided he was going to terminate me from the business, and so then in turn, the decision was made. Pulo said that Lewis had floated the idea around of appearing on the show as more of a friend role, but she said that that was kind of ridiculous considering they're not friends. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm not going to stay on your show. I just pretend to be, have a fake friendship with you. And so Jeff was actually alleging on his radio show that Pulos was filing claims of wrongful termination, abuse, and victimization against him, but she denies that in the interview. She basically is just trying to say, like, you can work past this, like, this is not the end of me, and yeah. I'm trying to look on the bright side, which is good, a positive way, I guess, of looking at it. She did the right thing, and also, like, not taking this friend thing yeah. as, like, an outlet. It would have been such a weird transition to watch it happen yeah like them like going to lunch and like hanging out and, and then like it ends with just like i want to fire you but we should totally hang out still right like i want to see you outside of a work setting yeah like that's like i would love to continue this relationship but maybe we should be open yeah you know? like maybe we should live with each other anywhere maybe we shouldn't see each other that much but like if you see me with someone else like don't be upset like yeah. that's just how this process goes <laughs> which no hate on the arrangement at all it works for some people but, like in this case especially it's like yeah, we've been together for such a long time, but I really think what we have isn't working anymore. Like, we should just be friends. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't want to be your friend. You were my boss. You were, you my were boss. never my friend. I almost, to quote Kim Kardashian, I gave her a career. Like, right. This is like one of those things where it's like, you wouldn't be in this had I not started this and then we found you, yeah. kicked my husband out, and then was like, yeah, this is it. This is a perfect arrangement. And then to go on and just be like, yeah. I think you should just exit. Yeah, she must have just, I mean, obviously built up 
you know, frustrations. yeah, frustrations yeah. towards him. However, I do like that she's kind of taking the high road. She's like, I'm not really going to get into the muck with you because he's on his radio show three times a week talking shit about every person on Bravo, like saying whatever he wants and like, whatever. Yeah. Do that's why you have a radio show. That's why you have a platform because you are willing to like say anything to get a rise out of people. But I don't know. There's something about Jeff. I think like when he started like messing around and like really like kind of like abusing his surrogate for his child, like, he exploited the birth of his child, and, like, the woman said, you know, please don't show the video of me, like, having the child. Like, don't show my don't vagina. Do that. Yeah, like, don't do that. This is personal. Yeah, this, yeah, this is kind of a personal thing. And Jeff was like, hmm, seems like you signed all the paperwork to let us do whatever you want. And he allowed that to be on his show, and then, like, said all of this mean stuff about her body. And just, you know, I, I think he's getting what he deserves, you know? The show is nothing without Jenny or Zoila. I don't know why I've been so anti-Jeff Lewis lately, but... Yeah, he covers his bases, and he, like, he probably is one of those people that call himself, like, a businessman, because he's like, I have everything in paperwork. It has your signature. Fuck you. I'm going to sue you into the ground. Yeah. And the way he reacts, where it's just, like, he posted that picture where he crosses out her face with a red X, like, are you fucking with me? You couldn't even do, like, an America's Next Top Model thing, where it's, like, just Photoshop her out, maybe? Right. Or, like, make it a gift? Like, that yeah. would have been funnier. That would have been, like more like fun to use but like he just literally just like probably opened up his photos app hit the little markup button and was like uh, uh, share button tweet no caption probably even needed um it's just yeah he's it's just horrible. rude he's just a rude guy but whatever i doubt his show is gonna get picked up again uh which does suck for him but also don't care <laughs> on to shows that i will never stop watching Jill Zarin is coming back to the Real Housewives of New York. Countess Luann confirmed it on an Instagram photo. That now she, deleted. Now deleted. Yes, it was... Um, the Bravo producers probably were like, Countess, you take that down right now. I think it would have even been funnier. And um, I was actually even first notified of it. I didn't even really see it. And um, someone that I follow on Twitter, um, shout out to Coleman, he posted about it. And it's even funnier to me to like have her post it. I can only imagine... Like, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Like, if any of the other girls had seen it, and they were like, do I text the WAN? Do I text Andy? Do I text yeah. a producer? Like, who handles this? And, like, I'm sure some of them, like, also even just, like, maybe even replied to her or, like, sent it back to her, like, sent her her own post and was like, Elmea, like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> we haven't announced it as a season, like. Because it's also, like, the way it um, reads, I can't even really tell if she may have even posted it herself, like, maybe an assistant effed up. Maybe it was even, like, a auto 
posting platform that fucked it up where someone just like put in the wrong date. I mean, it just seems kind of odd because it was like a picture of like all, I think it was eight ladies, right? Is there eight girls on New York? Yeah. So um, it's welcome back, chill. And um, so excited to welcome Barbara. Countess is definitely not, like, sitting on her computer, like, making collages. No way. So, like, someone made this, and there must have been some reason why it was posted. Yeah. Obviously, like, Luann posting anything, everyone's, like, waiting for something crazy. <laughs> or, like, a mugshot or something. Yeah, exactly. But it's always funny, because, like, you've also got, like, Ramona, who has been a great... I don't know, to work in influencer relations with her has got to be really frustrating. She's had a lot of instances where they, like, will email her as, like, the industry goes, where it's, like, they email, like... Hey, like, here's your caption below, copy and paste, here's the picture to share, and, like, she will include the body of the message that says, hey, here's your message below, copy and paste, and then, like, space, and then the actual thing she's supposed to paste, look the picture up, and it'll be up for a while. It'll be up for a while. So it's very interesting, because it's also, like, Bethany strikes you more as, like, the girl that, like, she posts a lot more of it herself, and, like, Yeah. yeah, she has, like, skinny girl, she's got, like, her assistants that are featured prominently on the show that probably runs some of it too but like she also strikes me as much more of like a, i'm not gonna fuck this up obviously bethany is probably like take that down girl take that down but I know. Hey. were i one of them i would have cackled i would have been like this is gold <laughs> i'm glad jill's coming back i think it'll be fun but i also i just wonder what's gonna happen with her and bethany yeah well i mean she was in the last season at the funeral and at the dinner and um she said that she misses it. She misses the girls. She misses the dynamic. I mean, how could you not? And I feel as if it's also like, not to speak about her and Bobby, but it's also now that he's kind of gone, she wants to like do a few more things. Like she probably also realized like life is short. Yeah. Why not get back on it? Like sure, it's going to be hell. Like it has been. Like God forbid, who knows what will happen. But it's also like, I think it'll be interesting to see her with the shakeup of other new people. Like you've got Dorinda, you've got Tinsley, you've got um, Barbara now. Like I would love to see them go at it, be friends, whatever happens. And also, Jill is someone that we forget, like, throws it on the table. Like, she has no problem being like, you owe me an apology, or you did this, or you did, like, she's so just, you know, like, aggressively herself. Oh, yeah. And unapologetically herself, even when she's being unbearable and crazy. And that, I think, is something that is makes for an amazing housewife, where it's just, like, the same thing with, you know, a, a, a Teresa Judice or... Like a Kelly Dodd, like you really will fly off the handle. Yeah, well, Jill was like the <laughs> only really person that could like pigeonhole someone like Bethany. Like, yeah, you got um, Kelly Bensman. Kelly oh Benzman. yeah, Kelly. She got bodied by Bethany, oh. and then you've got Carol, who thought she was doing something, and now she's gone. So, yeah. I don't hate Carol. I think she's great. She had her place. Does she think she was doing well with Bethany when they were going at it? She never had Bethany's number, in my opinion. Never. Definitely not. I mean, Bethany was, like, laughing at her the whole time. She was like... Booyah, bitch! Literally. Like, oh. She was laughing about it, but then it was also just, like... She was legitimately concerned, because she thought, like, Carol was just, like, going off the rail. Like, she'd be like, Carol, like, what are you what are you doing? And, like, Carol was like, oh, I got her in the corner. And Bethany's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the other girls are just not even... I mean, you've got, like, what, the murder mystery? They're not even oh. paying attention. Oh, and then Dorinda's like, I killed her! <laughs> I want to eat. I killed her, and the whole like troop, the theater troop around them is like, "The fuck is your and problem?" Like, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh either God. way, I hope. I'm fairly certain it's real. I mean, we're basically getting a bunch of different confirmations now. I mean, the, a deleted post is always too like 
pretty good confirmation. For sure, um, that you said something you shouldn't have said. So I'm very excited to see if she returns. <laughs> Me too. Well, staying on the East Coast, Danielle Staub from the Real Housewives of New Jersey has been going through a tumultuous <laughs> divorce with her ex-husband, Marty Caffrey. The two got married in May and have <laughs> gone their separate ways in August, so it was less than six months married. Obviously, the Real Housewives of New Jersey just started, and all the women are talking about how Danielle is being such a bridezilla during her whole wedding planning. So it's really interesting to now eventually go through all, whatever, 13 episodes of New Jersey, knowing that Danielle is going to get a divorce and all of this stuff is happening in the news right now. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe not hilarious, but Danielle is really upset because Marty has listed the couple's 7,500 square foot Six bedroom, 7.5 bathroom home for $2.2 million. Oof. She's upset because she was not told and believes that she will be homeless since he's blindsiding her by selling the home. A terrifying, terrifying prospect for someone like a housewife. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's even funnier that she found out through the media. That's like the <laughs> equivalent of like someone in our income bracket would be like, you live with two other people. It's a three-bedroom. It's great. And you're on Street Easy, and you notice that it's up for sale, and your roommates are basically going to kick you out, but they haven't told you yet until they get someone else to sign the lease. That's like the equivalent of what it is. Basically. So find out on the media is like, maybe she's at like an Equinox, and the TV just like flashes, and there it is, her house, for sale. Right. The media is reporting on it, and her name all over the screen, as if she has a part in it, and there she is, just thinking to herself, what in God's fucking name? What is happening? Well, this kind of ties back to what's happening with Dolores on New Jersey right now. On last season's reunion, Andy Cohen said to Dolores, oh, did your husband get disbarred? You know, we read that in the news. And Dolores had no idea, and he, Frank never told her. So she's like, no, of course he's still a lawyer. He's still a lawyer. He's still a lawyer. <laughs> and now, like, her main story arc on this show is that her ex-husband was disbarred. And the fact that she found out on the reunion was just so funny hilarious. it's so hilarious i mean obviously you know i don't wish him i mean you know again he committed fraud so yeah like there's nothing to debate yeah, about that there's <laughs> nothing to debate you're a lawyer and you committed fraud but back to danielle so he purchased this mansion back in november 2017 for 1.9 million they've been living there ever since oh danielle i feel bad for her i mean obviously I can't wait to watch what happens between them kind of come to live on screen. After she gave him, after they had sex in the bathroom at Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga's restaurant opening party, and then like came out and was like, yeah. Yeah, fun, girls. <laughs> yeah, it's like, guess what we just did in the bathroom? And all the girls were like, you're fucking trash. Yeah, like, like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, this like, just opened. <laughs> yeah, you're not 18 years old. Like, we need to have sex right now. Like, you're trash. You're... Wait till you get back to your fucking $2 million home. Yes! And do it there. Have sex at your home like a normal couple, you piece of trash. It's just... It, uh, and it's funny because it's one of those things where it's like you hear about celebrities, like they make a joke where it's like they hear things written about them in the media and they're like, oh, that's not true. I didn't know that's true. That's not true at all. Like, why would they write that? And then you've got like legitimate moments where they're like, oh, that's not true. And then they're like speaking to their agent. They're like, is that fucking true? <laughs> is my house up for fucking sale? They're like, oh, yes, the house in your husband's name that you divorced 90 days ago. Yes, it is up for sale. You do not own a piece of that, by the way. And they're like, oh, and then they have to like turn back and be like, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> And it's even funnier because she, like, it says that 
I'm sure when, like, the news broke, like, her fans and, like, the people that were supporting her were like, oh, like, get out of there. Like, you're the only one there. Like, move. Like, find yourself something great. And she stuns her own fans by posting and saying that she still lives there with him. He just, you know, <laughs> hangs out around somewhere. She hangs out somewhere else. And finally, he's just like, yeah, just list it, but don't say anything. She'll find out. I mean, it's a 7,500 square foot house. That is a big fucking house for two people. Humongous. I wouldn't even know what to do with that fucking space. All those beds... How could you even sleep in all of them? You know, like, every room is empty. Absolutely. Like, their bedroom has just, like, a bed, an armoire, and, like, I, I don't know what else Danielle would need. No art pieces, no, no probably, like, a sex swing, like, just in the bedroom. Even then, which bedroom do you prioritize for that? Is there a preference? <laughs> you wouldn't even know. Poor Danielle. Well, speaking of other people's homes, Eileen Davidson and Camille Grammer from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hill have been dealing with the wildfires that have been happening in Southern California for the past few days. So Camille Grammer posted a picture of her mansion in Malibu burning down with the caption, sadly, my house can be saved. The courageous firefighters were able to save my cars and personal items recovered from the home. I thank the fire captain and his team of firemen for all their hard work. He took the time to explain what happened and I'm grateful for all their hard work trying to save my home. Sad we lost our home but grateful that our family is safe luckily we quickly evacuated our house yesterday after a patrol car drove up the street announcing mandatory evacuations can you believe that these fires are absolutely horrible like all things aside they're just devastating and it's not even really a thing where it's like there's more and more of them yes there are but it's like they're just so much more intense now because there's just so much going on with the environment and like yeah. the way things are set up and it's just absolutely devastating to see all this happen especially with this and it's great that you know you've got beverly hills you've got every celebrity that has a house in that area you know thanking the first responders thanking firemen um it's a really horrible horrible thing i mean to lose your house and for the most part this is like their primary place yeah i think for camille it was definitely like her main home i mean it's still like a gorgeous mansion in malibu and a lot of people i've been seeing online are you know kind of shaming these they're like never should have like lived there in the first place like you shouldn't have a giant mansion there yeah or like you know well they're so rich who cares if their house burns down they could just buy a new one it's like it's less about the house it's more about the home that these people have created like you know camille's obviously gone through so much in the past and now her home is just gone you know she just married this new guy she probably just is like out of her honeymoon glow and i just feel really sad and eileen davidson actually went onto twitter and confirmed that her house was actually okay the backyard did get uh severely burned up but fortunately you know it's just the backyard okay. everything's fine and her family's safe too but this is crazy it's just it's just upsetting and you know you can't do anything about it you know you just have to sit there idly and watch your home burn down like i couldn't imagine that like like where would you even go again nothing scarier to a housewife than losing their house absolutely that is like the quote of the episode <laughs> <laughs> Like when Bethany was pretending like she was homeless like a few seasons oh, ago. She's like, I'm the richest homeless person in the world. It's like he will just shut, shut. And she has a show with uh, Frederick Eklund, who yeah. basically runs New York City real estate. In right. Uh, it's a bummer. Finishing up the episode, my favorite moment of the week was a Glamour Magazine article all about Teresa Judice just got published the other day going through Teresa's beauty routine saying that she spends over $22,000 a year on her beauty, which this is bad, but I didn't think that was a lot of money for a housewife. Erica Jane says she spends $40,000 a month on glam. 
like yeah. $40,000. Well, and it's interesting when you say Erica Jane too, because it's like, you've got Teresa, who's more of like a homely, homely, more of a homely housewife. Totally. And then you've got like Erica Jane, who is like a performer. Like she goes and like tours. Yeah. Um, doing air quotes, by the way. Tours. <laughs> she does tour, but also tours. And she, yeah, I mean, you would expect it to be substantially maybe higher for Erica Jane, where it's like, she's got outfits, she's got all sorts of routines, so she's ready to perform. And then, um, Teresa, I don't know, I was reading this, um, and it was even funnier to me because her daily skincare routine was the first thing that I saw, and it was, like, around 230 bucks. And I was like, okay, like, daily, that's fine. Um, I expected more. And then the next one, the in-office skin, which is exactly where she hits me for 48 4.8K a year. And I was like, oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> that's where I was looking for the really big bucks. So she says she gets hydrofacials where they use a vacuum pen to clean your pores, which actually sounds pretty great. I'm a sucker for this shit, though. Like... If I had, I mean, she's broke. Like, she's, like, still paying back the government, so it's, like, not okay that, I don't know. I have, like, this back and forth where I'm, like, she deserves it. She's on TV. She should be, like, you know, investing in, like, her beauty. But then also it's, like, girl, you have four daughters who need to go to college, and this gravy train is, like, gonna dry up eventually. It is pouring out. (laughs) Yeah, like, you do not need to be spending $2,200 a year on beauty stuff. So obviously she gets Botox, which is $600 every three to five months, which I thought Botox was more expensive, but I guess she's she in Jersey. Also, yeah, that, she also may, you know, get like a discount. Oh yeah, just yeah. by like going to the doctor and posting, posting a photo. A picture, like, come on. She stresses the importance of taking her makeup off every night, which I'm really glad because, yes, I don't know, some, something about Teresa makes me feel like she would she sleep with like a smoky eye. In the most recent episode of New Jersey... Margaret Joseph's, like, the, the, she's, like, a second season housewife. Her, like, first scene was, like, her and her husband, like, in bed. And she was, like, not wearing a top and, like, was just, like, naked under the covers with her husband. He was, like, naked, too. But she had, like, a full smoky eye that looked, it just was so frightening. I was, like, did you sleep in that? Or did you wake up early, put that on your face as your morning filming look? And then got back under the sheet. Yeah, and- Took your clothes off and like or did, did you even this. sit in the sheets and your makeup artist showed up and you were like, get over here and do this right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The whole thing creeped me out. So I'm really proud Teresa takes her makeup off. And then, yeah, she said my go-to face makeup was roughly over $1,100 a month. So. Yeah. The two. <laughs> That's a lot. That's the a two, lot. Uh, the two things that really stuck out to me was that how she constantly explains like, I have a lot of makeup. Like, a lot of makeup. Like, a lot of makeup. She was like, some people come in and they're like, do you have enough makeup? Ha 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 ha. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, congrats, question mark? Like, did you think you have more than, like, the typical person? Yeah. The typical housewife, even? Like, especially in your industry. Like, I would love to see if, like, other one, other housewives were reading this and they were like, that's not that much. Like, I've seen how much she has. It's not that much makeup. I mean, I'm seeing right here, her intensive hair care routine costs over $12,000 a year. And her hair has never really hit the mark. Stuck out to be like, oh, it looks good tonight. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say, like, wow, you spend a lot of time and money on your hair. But I was kind of surprised by this. I thought it was really funny. And, it's, it's hey, nice. you know, good for you, Teresa. And She looks good. She looks great. But to conclude it is how she's like... I get a lot of spray tans, but right now, I'm not feeling that great. So sometimes I just go tanning instead. 
Oh God! Well, and it's like, do you really, really, really think <laughs> that like you're doing a lesser of two evils? Kind of <laughs> right. I mean, spray tans are a bitch because like you have it's to like. Cold. Yeah, it feels it, bad. Yeah, and like you're you know butt naked in front of a stranger while they like get into your crevices, and then also you have to like shower like a specific amount of hours after, and if you don't, I mean, obviously I'm like speaking from like being traumatized by spray tans, like yeah. It, I mean, I would never, ever go into a, a bed because that's truly asking for cancer. But you even see, like, on the like the season premiere of the show, you know, her chest, like, has all these, like, spots on them. And I'm like, girl, you've got to stop tanning and you have to go to a dermatologist, like, ASAP. It's yeah, you got to reverse or prevent some of that what's down the road. <laughs> so what was your favorite moment on Bravo this week? So we already discussed the deleted post from Luann because that was originally going to be my first one. Um, but my other one is still Roni specific. It's about Dorinda Medley. Dorinda Medley most recently got a new home. Mm-hmm. And as this article says, it's not in the Upper East Side. Why did I move to the Upper East Side? <laughs> and now she leaves. Sonia left the Upper East Side. What am I doing? Don't... Here you are, just wasting away in right? the fucking graveyard. Me and Ramona. Ugh. Imagine. That's dark. If only you had caught her the day that she called Bethany. Right. So where's Dorinda's new place? So her new place is, um, it's called Oriana at River Tower. Uh, it's interesting because she announced on the season finale that she was going to put her up reside apartment on the market and move downtown. Um, people were very much like, which part of downtown? Like, where could she be going? Like, maybe she's going to be, you know, moving next to Bethany or something like that. And um, Oriana is a new kind of like luxury apartment. And I would just love to know the deal that she probably has with this place because it was announced much fanfare that she was moving in with a few stories, a few posts, you know, things like that. that. And, um, I follow her, uh, agent or so social guy, New York doorman. And, um, you follow, wait, who is that? New York doorman. I don't follow that. Look him up. All right. Everyone Um, follow. He does influence relations and, um, he's like Dorinda's like main guy, basically like, huh, works on all of her social content and he was posting about it as well and I was like hmm interesting so I almost feel as if maybe confirmed but also very very good feeling still that she lives rent free as long as she just posts about it constantly that's creepy though I feel like everyone knows where you live now so it's like can't like a real creepy stalker like just wait outside for her yeah, but it's also like... I mean, I'm like talking about myself. Does she have that many stalkers that would do something like that? And I'm sure they have her a sweet security detail or something like that. True. I guess if she's like constantly posting about it. <laughs> well, I mean, the apartment building is on East 54th Street, so she didn't go that far downtown. Sun Place neighborhood, baby. But I'm looking online and it looks like super modern with like lots of like nice marble accents and like beautiful wood cabinetry in the kitchen so hey girl yeah she love posts she tags um at oriana nyc and moving in with the lovely ladies of done and done home (laughs) multiple posts with multiple tags so she definitely had a quota to reach um the post (laughs) itself uh thank you done and done home and liffy van lines for helping me with the move uh, it's a 39 story building, has a 24 hour concierge. This service. is what she's writing in her caption? No, well, that oh. was the caption. <laughs> I was like, wait, she's going, talking like. Going beyond that, though, um, and I'm sure it'll show up at a later post. You know, I she's mean, probably got a content calendar exactly. that's going to work its way through within the lease. <laughs> that's how it all works. Um, it's a 39 story building, it has a 24 hour concierge service, a laundry valet, and of course, a state of the art gym. 
so laundry valet oh my aunt's old luxury building had laundry in the basement it in the basement in like the lobby like it looked, looked like a hotel you just like drop your laundry off and then they just bring it back up to your apartment i don't even know what to do with all that time oh my god i know i did three months worth of laundry yesterday <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on will you come on again absolutely i feel like we should do a deep dive into like a real housewife of new york like really specific topic together oh yeah if i would absolutely love to Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next Monday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.